0: Welcome in to another edition of the All Things Bama podcast, powered by BamaCentral.com, your Sports Illustrated home for all Crimson Tide athletics. And I'm your host, Tyler Martin, Uh, joined by our recurring guest, our LSU partner at Tiger Country, uh, the the Sports Illustrated site covering all things LSU, Glenn West. Glenn, glad to have you back on here, man.
1: Yeah, it's been a while, man. Really about a year, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be back. Thanks for having
0: me. Yeah, you know... Two, i mean it's it's completely wild when you think about where where both of these teams were a year ago right i mean um lsu on this you know magical season uh with joe burrow Over ortelare um jamar chase and then now you you're with a team that um has lost a lot lost a lot of coaches um kind of you know in some turmoil but but kind of up to this point, Glenn, just, just kind of, you know, what's what's been good for LSU so far up to the season, and what's been bad up to this point in the season?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's been certainly a roller coaster. I mean, I you mentioned last year's game. I remember we were talking about Tua's injury this time last year, and whether or not he'd be playing or, or whatnot, you know, he coming off that surgery. But, uh, you know, as far as this year is concerned, uh, you know, it's, it's just been, like I said, a, a big-time roller coaster for this program. You know, they've Uh, obviously lost 19 players to the draft last year that's never a good start if you're looking to kind of rebuild or and 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 move forward with the program and keep it a championship contender Um, and then they had obviously Jamar Chase opt out Tyler Sheldon opted out before the season and it's just been kind of one you know step of bad news after another uh, for this team and I I would say probably some of the weaknesses. um, You you got to look at the defense first. You know they played a lot better the last two weeks, but uh, for for a number of games, you know the first five or six games they were allowing about nine explosive plays a game. I mean they were getting uh, absolutely destroyed on the defensive side of the football with lack of communication, uh, assignment mix-ups. You know, and I think some of that has to do with the younger roster, and I think some of it also has to do with Implementing a new scheme, bringing in a new defensive coordinator, in Bo Pelini, and it's just not worked out as smoothly as as many would have liked. I, I know as Coach O would have liked. Um, but then you know, obviously, you move to the offensive side of the ball. Miles Brennan goes down. You know, three games into the season, and uh, you, you've been pretty much starting true freshmen and and, and and just trying to fill that hole uh, the last four you know three or four weeks and uh, of the actual schedule. So. Uh, it's, it's been a difficult, difficult year. I think it's put a lot of uh, last year's LSU success in, in perspective of just kind of how great you have to be uh, year in and year out, and uh, it's certainly been a transition year for this program.
0: Yeah, and real quick, before we kind of do a deep dive into some of that, Glenn, I, I need you to clear the air on something because you're guy who follows this team closely, and this game now, you know, rescheduled was originally set for November 14th, gets pushed back now to the weekend of December 5th. Um, and I think I think on the Alabama side, with, with a lot of fans, maybe this isn't true with some of the players, uh, but I think for a lot of the fans, they felt like you know because of the issues that LSU had earlier in the year when we saw it, from, you know, from the get go against Mississippi State, and um, you know then against Missouri, things like that, um, and then once you throw COVID into it, and there were some positives of contact tracing that LSU, I mean, Coach O. Uh, which I find which I find this, this, this theory very, very hard to believe. But there's a lot of fans in a large contingency that's like, man, LSU was running from Alabama. They were scared to play them. Um, I, I don't believe there's any credence to that. What do you say?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly haven't picked up on any of that, you know, in the last couple of weeks. I mean, really from the, the moment that this thing was canceled, you know, Coach O came out and made a statement the athletic director Scott Woodward came out and made a statement and they were working in conjunction with Alabama and the SEC to find any means possible to, to, you know, get this game rescheduled. This is, I did want to bring up this point that it's, it's, it's important because LSU has only played two home games this season in Tiger stadium. And so from just a purely uh, revenue standpoint, you know, with, with the COVID and, and not having many people in the stands you want to capitalize on that on, on the, the home games as much as possible. And so I think just from a financial standpoint, LSU was trying to do everything it could to get this game rescheduled. Cause we all know that Alabama is certainly going to bring their fans to the game as many as they can. You're going to have people tailgating off campus if they want to. And so, you know, I think it was, it's big for LSU just from a financial standpoint that this game was re you know, rescheduled. And then obviously the SEC went to great lengths, you know, they've, 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 rescheduled much of this, you know, kind of latter part of the season here for both LSU and Alabama just to make sure we could fit this game in. So uh, I do think, you know, LSU, you know, they were going through, they were probably at their worst a couple of weeks ago. I will say that I'll concede to that and that, you know, if they had faced Alabama a couple of weeks ago, it certainly would have been pretty. Uh, I don't think it'll be pretty this week either. I don't think Alabama has much to worry about, but, um, you know, I, I think it was just really important that they reschedule this game and, LSU was certainly, uh, you know, trying to do that.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a good point, too. I think that's really fair. I mean, you know, Alabama was able to get their five home games in, and, you know, already you're already losing money throughout this pandemic. I mean, you're losing buku's of money, really, when you think about it compared to a normal year, and then you don't get that many home games. You're already less there, and then you lose those. I mean, it's very important to get those, and so um, just hearing. And
1: also, just because of the storm that we had, you know, Hurricane Laura, we had to actually Game which is originally scheduled for L- for for Tiger Stadium up to Missouri, and so that was another lost opportunity where they could have had a home game. So it was very very important to get the the Bama game rescheduled.
0: Sorry. Yeah, that's that's true. No, no, I, I completely forgot about that. Actually, that's that's an even better point to go short. Showed hey that you know both teams were, were working to to get this game rescheduled, and Alabama wanted it really bad, and and I know LSU did too because I, I know you know Coach O. It's like he's not scared to play anybody, uh, but kind of moving to on the field. Uh, you know, let's start, let's start with the offense a little bit, right? You mentioned the Miles Brennan injury, and then TJ Finley comes in there, has a really great debut against South Carolina early in the year, and then it's kind, of, kind of teetered off some. We saw Max Johnson against the Aggies, and we saw him against Auburn too late in those games. He led some touchdown drives. Uh, and then Coach O on the teleconference on Wednesday uh, morning talked about how uh, Alabama will probably see both quarterbacks, right? And, you know, he mentioned also earlier in the week about getting the ball to Eric Gilbert Moore, especially now that Terrence Marshall has opted out. Uh, what's your kind of outlook in in this game, Glenn? Where it's like, where where LSU can maybe keep it competitive? Where where can they find some success without their leading receiver?
1: Yeah, I mean uh, that's that that's the big question uh, leading into this week is how are they going to replace that production that Terrace Marshall gives you because you know he he was this offense. I mean he had ten touch LSU's only thrown for seventeen touchdowns this year and he had ten of them. So uh, it, it was it was a huge blow I think to lose Marshall at this stage in the season just purely from the, the standpoint that you're going to be starting probably three true freshmen uh, with between Eric Gilbert, Coy Moore, and Kayshawn Butte uh, at, at the receiver and weapons positions. Um, and then you're going to have a true freshman quarterback throwing it to them. And that's, 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 you know, when you got the number one team in the country coming in this, this week, uh, that's not exactly the, I don't think the, the the way that LSU had kind of hoped this game would, would look, you know, going into it. And, I think, you know, honestly, it it starts up front. You know, LSU's offensive line, uh, really the last three games, has been uh, quite porous. I mean, uh, they're allowing guys, you know, free runs off the edge. They're double-teaming one guy and allowing another guy up the middle, you know, without, you know, being blocked. I mean, it's just – it's been a combination of a lot of stuff. And, obviously, losing Terrace Marshall – uh, and and not being able to get the run game going uh, as consistently as they had hoped uh, are all very much significant issues with this offense. They got to kind of get corrected this week in practice, and um, you know that's just a start. I mean, <laughs> that's just the start of kind of where the issues lie with this offense. And uh, there's there's certainly a lot more, but um, you know it's going to be it's going to be a rough going. I think this week for LSU.
0: Yeah, and then defensively, I know there are so many Tiger fans upset with what Bo Pelini has done with his defense. And I think, too, you mentioned it earlier, like there's so many young players, right? Like you didn't yeah. have Derek Stingley for the Mississippi State game. You are starting to Elias Rich, you know, a freshman. And Derek Stingley's still only a sophomore, as talented as he may be. You know, he only has so many games underneath his belt. Um, but, you know, defensively, it seems like LSU has improved. Right, yeah. I mean, look at last week for Texas a and and I get Texas a and had a little extended bye week, uh, a few bye weeks actually. <laughs> uh, but Kellen Mond, you know, he was on a tear, and then LSU was able to kind of disrupt him and and really had some success. They weren't able to score obviously, but um, until late in the game and garbage time. But you know, the defense seems like it has improved some.
1: Absolutely, and and LSU's kind of been Kellen Mond's kryptonite for whatever reason. The last two years, he's had some pretty bad games against the Tigers, but. Uh, you know, I think, you know, defensively, you're absolutely right. They have improved the last two weeks, first against Arkansas and then last week against a and I think one of the big things that LSU has done is just simply get off the field. They've held these last two opponents, to two of 26 on third downs uh, the last two weeks, uh, which is a great, um, obviously a great stat. And I think a lot of that, you know, what Coach O said earlier this week was has a lot to do with their improvement in man-to-man coverage. Uh, their communication has been a lot better in the secondary and then also the front seven is is starting to you know line, you know hone in on that running game. They 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 were you know the first four or five weeks of the season one of the kind of worst rushing defenses uh, in the in in the SEC as well. Uh, and they did they, they did give up a couple big runs to Isaiah Spiller last last week, but they were largely able to keep him intact, um, and they've been able to limit those explosive plays as well. So uh, this is going to be a very interesting matchup for the defense. I mean I think. Uh, obviously, you got the three-headed monster and Mac Jones, Najee Harris, and Devontae Smith, and I think you're going to certainly see Stingley on Smith a lot. I know that's a matchup that I'm looking forward to watching uh, throughout the entire game. Uh, Stingley, that that's probably the one game he want back last year. Um, you know, they, they he had a great for you know first uh, you know consensus All-American season, but you know Devontae Smith kind of had his lunch last year, and that was uh, certainly something that's resonated with Stingley. Uh, you know, into this season, I'm sure it was a game he circled in red pen uh, at the beginning of the year. And so uh, I would be surprised if we don't see the best of Derek Stingley on Saturday.
0: Yeah, that, that's, that's another thing I was going to ask, you know, I think motivation is, is a big factor in this game for both teams. Right. And I, I think, um, you know, whether or not, you know, who's out there for LSU and, and, you know, the inexperience and, you know, they're young guys getting experience against the number one team and that's always valuable, but Stingley, right. I mean, Devontae Smith had over 200 yards last year. Stingley will be motivated That'll be interesting, and I, and I think too. I think I saw a thing on Pro, Fan, Pro, Pro Football Focus about LSU being a team, being one of the top three or four teams in the country that uses man coverage, um, uh, you know, for their defense against against opposing receivers. And and with Devonte Smith and even John Mechie, I know Jalen Waddles down, but but you know that's that's going to be a really tough slate against Devontae Smith. But I'm sure Derek Stingley is fired up and motivated to play in this game more than anybody really. And then you look at the Alabama side of it. Um, you know the, the the video of Coach O, um, what he said in the locker room last year, the celebration on the field. Those are things on you know yeah. the players' minds. And Glenn, do you think? I mean, I, I I know. I mean, that's Coach O's personality. What happened in the locker room? And I, I don't. I, I I don't. I don't think the normal person has an issue with him saying it. Do you? Do you think he regrets that? I can't remember who the player was live streaming on Instagram. Do you think looking back at it? I know hindsight's always twenty twenty. Do you think he regrets that person? Or uh, that player uh, live streaming that at all?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, that was, you know, that was a big, uh, I don't, you know, you, pro- you guys were probably already moving on to the next week, but the next week's game is Ole Miss. And that was a big talking point. The next week was, okay, you guys just got this huge victory over Alabama and you have a situation like that where, you know, a player is recording the, the, in the, the, the in locker room, you know, speech from Coach O and, yeah, you know, I don't know what goes on in locker rooms after games. You probably don't either. I'm sure, you know, cuss words are flying around and, and all that stuff. And to, to hype up the players, and, you know, just considering the magnitude of that moment for that program after going eight years without, you know, winning a, a game against the Crimson Tide, I think, you know, obviously Coach O's emotions were high. I don't – that was actually – was cornerback Kerry Vinson who actually opted out before the season as well. Um, but he – uh, you know, I don't think he he really realized what he was doing and just kind of what you know that whole moment was going to mean for the team moving forward that week. But uh, you know, I think it, it, it's certainly something where you know you 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 have you know high emotions that are running at the time. And you know, I don't think Coach O regrets saying what he said after uh, you know at all. I mean, it was a huge moment for that program for him, uh, you know, to get that win for the state of Louisiana. And you know, I think it was just kind of seen as unfortunate that something like that had to happen where, you know, you had your player recording it after the game. So that was – I think that was probably the biggest takeaway, and that's something that I'm sure Alabama is using this week as motivation. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that, that certainly comes up this week.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, I, I, I agree. I mean, I, like I said, I, I don't think Coach O regrets it. I just think looking back on it, it's like, you know, it's just so important nowadays where everything goes viral in an instant mm-hmm. um, to really keep a lot of things in-house in terms of right. that. And I'm sure – and I'm sure, you know – Coach O's since then, they've they, they had protocol and different policies in place not to let that happen. I mean, like I said, for any normal person, unbiased person, uh, it, I mean, that's normal, right? The things that what Coach O said, those those were normal things. Um, but, you know, com- coming out of that, it's like, you know, with um, Alabama's offense, uh, well, I, I'll go back to this, just the motivations back to Nick Saban, um, talked about how he doesn't really use the revenge as a factor so much it's more so the players and the reason why I think this is going to be a big deal more than any other game this year is because, um, you know, you look at last week Alabama coming off a big win in the Iron Bowl. Um, Bo Nix's comments about Mac Jones called him a game manager. Now the only feathers that ruffled were Alabama fans. Uh, I mean, well, what he said wasn't wasn't necessarily negative, but then you asked Devontae Smith after the game, "Hey, was this was this motivating you?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, it's hilarious. Like we had to go out here, we had to execute. And if that's being used as motivation, then I can only imagine what's being played." In the Alabama practice facility this week, probably Coach O's that video is probably on loop, um, and on all this is probably on loop because if that's motivation, then then I have no clue what Coach O's comments were.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree. I think that you, you're probably right. I, I would probably also agree. It's more from a player's perspective, and not much, not not so much Nick Saban, you know, playing that on a loop in his office while he's. I can't imagine that's going on, but uh, you know, I think. Alabama has been the cream of the, the cream of the crop when it comes to SEC play the last, you know, decade plus. So, uh, you know, I don't think coach Saban really needs much of a um, you know, pick me up when he's when he's got to play LSU, you know, his former team. I think that, you know, obviously he recognizes that LSU is, you know, uh, always, you know, a very good recruiting team and he he recognizes the talent there. And I did see I think, you know, the last couple, you know, I think he said that today that LSU's playing their best ball you know, the last couple of weeks and it's going to be a challenge for them. And I know you said the same thing, you know, a couple of years ago when they shut LSU out 29, nothing. So, uh, you know, it's just, I think it's a, certainly a game of cat and mouse with all that. And, you know, I'm sure Alabama is going to be ready and fired up for this game and uh, LSU is trying to get there. I'm not sure that they're all the way there yet, but uh, we'll, we'll see.
0: And, uh, and, you know, just a couple more things before we wrap this up, Glenn, you know, for, for this to be considered a successful season right here at LSU, um you know and and this year you know it's interesting because there's no bowl requirements to get there so lsu could still end up going to a bowl game um but you know in this year i mean winning the championship last year that gives coach o this year and next year too um to kind of right the ship um it, it, what you know if, if saturday is really bad as a lot of people are saying it is um does, does his this his hot seat turn up a little bit what's kind of what, what's your gauge on that
1: yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think it would turn up solely because of the Alabama game. Uh, I, I think it's a combination of a ton of things. It's, um, you know, roster management. That's been something that Coach O has been really good at the last couple of years. Uh, you know, when he makes a bad, you know, move as far as a hire, he makes the quick decision to let him go. I think that'll be interesting to see what happens with Pelini this, this offseason, especially if LSU's defense keeps playing well. You know, there's going to be certainly uh, some some decision making to be made there, Um, but also, I mean, LSU is kind of in the middle of a a, a department, you know, athletic department uh, crisis right now between the obviously the USA Today article that came out a couple weeks ago about the program not taking the sexual assault cases um, all that seriously. Um, and then also the um, the recruiting violations that they set forth on themselves. And they're hoping that the N.C.A. doesn't come down even harder on them for the various recruiting violations, you know, dating back to that Odell Beckham stuff that you remember at the championship game. So there's a lot of outside noise in this program right now. And I think that, you know, obviously, I don't think that his very hot right now. It's probably a little bit lukewarm. Um, but, you know, I think, um, you know, it's maybe room temperature. But, you know, there's there's certainly a lot of different aspects as to why, you know, Coach O could be on the hot seat after this season. And, you know, a lot of, you know, we're getting the you know term one hit wonder out there. And, you know, a lot of the success had, you know, came because of the hires of Joe Brady and bringing in Joe Burrow for that, for that magical season. So there's a lot that he's going to have to answer for at the end of this season. Um, I do think that he'll get, you know, another shot next year and potentially the next year, because he's making so much money. It's kind of hard to, not you know give him that opportunity so uh but there's certainly I think it extends far beyond the Alabama game as far as just where Coach O is um is is at in in regards to his job status
0: yeah and uh and I want to just kind of you know as we close get a rundown of the SEC games and get your picks Glenn uh we can start with Alabama LSU right Alabama I think the number's up to 29 and a half yeah Uh, do, I mean, that's that's big for an Alabama-LSU game, and I, this has got to be the biggest in Nick Saban's tenure at Alabama. It, it's got to be. It's uh, bigger than I
1: can remember, and I'm probably taking the over on that one. Yeah, <laughs> so, to, so. Take the so, over.
0: Okay, so so Alabama, so, so in this game, uh, I, I think Alabama's going to cover the 29. Do um, mm-hmm. you agree with that?
1: I, I agree. I think so. I, I, I kind of see Alabama putting up close to 50 and LSU kind of being stuck in the low 20s.
0: Yeah, this is. I mean, this is a game where it's like normally Alabama. Like when we talked about the revenge factor and the motivating factor, normally a game where they kind of have, you know, they're kind of put their foot off the gas a little bit. I just don't see them putting their foot off the gas um, in this game. No, uh, I don't one of the more interesting uh, games of the weekend, in my opinion, Texas A and M travels to Auburn. A and M is a touchdown favorite on the plains. Um, Glenn, who you got in this one?
1: That's a close one because, I mean, this might be recency bias, but Texas A&M's offense did not look good last week against Alabama or against LSU, and, you know, I, I you know, can they get that fixed, you know, in such a quick turnaround for, for Auburn? I'm not sure. Auburn pretty much dominated LSU's offense a couple weeks ago too. So I think I'm going to probably go with Auburn in, a, in, a, in an upset here on this one.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Auburn in the points, especially over a touchdown. Yeah, that's what I
1: meant. Not, not, not to actually win, maybe win the game, but like definitely the points. I see this being yeah. a little bit closer.
0: Yeah, I do too. And I, this is exactly what Gus Malzahn does at Auburn, right? You know, you get blown out on the road at Tuscaloosa. You come back um, later in your season, and you win a big game against a top team in your place. I mean, that's just that's the kind of voodoo that goes on at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, next, that's the 11 a.m. 11 a. kickoff on ESPN. And then we've got Arkansas and Missouri. Uh, LSU's play. You've seen Arkansas. Glenn LSU was able to get a victory against the Razorbacks, the upstart Razorbacks, I should say. But they traveled to Missouri. Missouri, a three-point favorite. I'm actually going to take the Hogs here. I know they had Rakeem Boyd, one of their best running backs, opt out. But I'll take the Hogs here on the road in the three points.
1: Yeah, no, I think I, I, I really liked what they've done at Missouri, and I think Drinkwitz has done a great job. He also comes from that Gus Malzahn mold, so. Uh, and they, they they put up a lot of points on LSU earlier this year, and I was really, really impressed with their offense. So I think I'm going to probably take uh, Missouri in this one.
0: And then Florida and Tennessee, Florida 17-and-a-half point favorite on the road against the Volunteers. Uh, Florida wins. They clinch the a- SEC East. Just like if Alabama beats LSU, they clinch the SEC West. Um, do you see Florida steamrolling over Tennessee?
1: Yeah, I do. I think that much like Alabama, they've just been on such a great roll. And and for, to be honest, I'd love to see the Florida-Alabama matchup in the SEC championship. I think that would be a great one, uh, a great game between you know obviously Kyle Trask and uh, and, and Mac Jones, the two kind of you know forgotten quarterbacks you know that were you know kind of coming in here and this year and just you know kind of steamrolling over the SEC. So yeah, I like I, I like Florida cover, and you know I, I think you know Kyle Pitts has another monstrous game and. You know, I, I could see certainly Florida winning by 20 points.
0: Yeah, I, I'll, I'll take Florida, too. There's nothing that Tennessee has shown me offensively that they can do to even even try to keep up with with uh, with the Gators. Um, and then, we, you know, we've got two other games that are probably going to be kind of lopsided, Vanderbilt-Georgia. Georgia over five touchdown favorite, 35 and a half. Um, it was cool last week to see Sarah Fuller make history, um, but there's probably not going to be much more history made for Vanderbilt against the Bulldogs.
1: No, I don't think so. I, I mean, when you get start getting into those upper thirties as far as point spread, it's always kind of hard for me to take it. But in this particular case, I think I might be inclined to just because of how disastrous you know Vanderbilt has been this year. They just fired their head coach, and I was reading a report today where a bunch of players are considering opting, sitting out the rest of the season because of everything that's kind of going on with that program. So, yeah, you know, I I I I would probably take the Bulldogs to cover in this one.
0: Yeah. God bless whoever takes the Vanderbilt job next after uh, Derek Mason has been fired earlier this week. And then, lastly, South Carolina, Kentucky, Kentucky, a 12-point favorite at home against the Gamecocks, the depleted Gamecocks, I should say. Um, you know, I'll take, I'll take. I meant to say, I'll take Georgia in the other game as well. Um, I'll take Kentucky in this one, South Carolina. They've lost three of their best defensive starters, and uh, this is a kind of a get-right spot for for the Wildcats.
1: Yeah, I think I'll take Kentucky too. I mean, you know. Alabama, I mean, uh, LSU played South Carolina, you know, three weeks, you know, uh, you know, about a month ago and, and just absolutely steamrolled over those guys. And it's, uh, it's only gotten worse for the Gamecocks since then. So, uh, you know, yeah, I'll take Kentucky over that in that spot as well.
0: Yeah. So if, uh, if all the chalk hits um, we might not even have really any upsets in SEC football this week, as we get closer and closer to the end of the season, Glenn, I appreciate you coming on here, man, talking tide and tires. um It's, it, it, you know, whether I mean this, it's always a fun Saturday when these two schools get together, and I know you know the lead up is going to be fun, and uh, and you know no matter no matter what happens on Saturday, it's going to be a fun time.
1: Yeah, and and yeah, absolutely, and I think you know kind of the biggest thing for LSU is you know this week's goal maybe not to obviously beat Alabama, but can they contend? You know, can they keep up with them a little bit, make it a little interesting? Uh, I think those are going to be kind of the goals that you kind of want to set for yourself with this program. You know, a confidence, momentum builder you know, heading into 2021 and you want, you want to kind of finish the season on the right note and not getting blown out all the time. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a fun week of, 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 you know, just kind of prep work and, you know, we'll see obviously what, what this game kind of comes to, but, you know, I think, I think Alabama certainly gets the job done by a, a wide margin.
0: And lastly, where can everyone find your workout?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you guys can follow me over at Glenn West 21 on Twitter. Uh, we've uh, got some great stuff coming up on the site, you know, um, si.com slash college slash LSU uh the site is LSU country and yeah just give us a follow and you know read our stuff you know I I know you guys over at Alabama do a lot of great work we're trying to certainly keep up with all that stuff and you know it's not been a great year for LSU but if you want to come read about a bad team sure come do it come do it
0: (laughs) but but basketball season is upon us too in Alabama and LSU they had some interesting meetings on the hardwood recently and we yes. look forward to that as well. But, Glenn, oh, I appreciate you coming
1: on. The team is very good this year. I will say basketball is on the come-up this year, I think so.
0: Yes. Well, we look forward to that. So, for Glenn West, I'm Tyler Martin. This has been the All Things Bama Podcast.